But we're just honored to be here tonight. Uh, we thank God for each and every one of you. Thank God for my wife. Uh, Pastor asked on this past Sunday who celebrated birthdays. She just celebrated uh, another birthday on the 16th of January. And um, she and three daughters and two granddaughters had the privilege of uh, going to Las Vegas. And so they spent a few days this past weekend in, uh, in Las Vegas. So they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. She didn't say a whole lot about what went on, so I guess, uh, I guess it must have stayed there. But, uh, but no, she was in the company of, of daughters and a couple of granddaughters, and then one of the other family members just happened to be there from California. Um, um, one, one of the, her daughters had uh, a cheerleader competition, so they got a chance to, uh, to hook up. So, uh, so they had a wonderful time out here at, in, in Las Vegas. So I'm just glad that she's home. Thank you so much for that introduction. And I don't, I'm going to say something about Pastor here in a little bit, but I just want to say good evening to each and every one of you, amen, that have come out tonight in person. And thank God to each and every one of you who have joined us online. We want to welcome you to another edition of our Wednesday night service and uh, Bible study. I want to take this time, this opportunity, to uh, thank Pastor Walker, First Lady Francine, for this opportunity uh, to share with you on tonight. I do not uh, take this opportunity lightly. I have this testimony that I want to share. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago tonight, Pastor Walker facilitated, some of you were here, uh, Pastor Walker facilitated a roundtable discussion with some of the elders uh, of the church talking about this year's theme, uh, the year of embracing a greater purpose. And at the end of that discussion, he opened it up for comments, questions, and, and, and I wanted to get up and say something. I wanted to say something. And I almost got up to say something. But in the interest of time, I didn't. And then plus, because I felt they had done such a wonderful job, I said, well, you know what? Maybe I don't, I don't need to say anything uh, at, at this point in time. But the Spirit of God impressed upon me. He said, start preparing. Start preparing to share something. Start preparing to share something on the theme, embracing a greater purpose. I'm like, wow, okay. So I can do that. You know, put some thoughts, put some notes together, you know, and prepare uh, to say something. So whenever I'm called, I'll be prepared. Eleven days after that, which was this past Sunday, eleven days, eleven days, Pastor walked up and says, are you going to be here? Can you be available on Wednesday night? And I said, yes, sir, I can, I can be available on Wednesday night. And he said, I would like for you to come and be the guest speaker on Wednesday night. Eleven days after God spoke and said, start preparing, start preparing to say something. And here we are, 14 days later, two weeks later, I am standing before you to minister the Word of God. I gave that testimony for three reasons, that God is still speaking <laughs> God still speaks to his people. Number two, there are pastors that are still listening to the voice of God. God said prepare. God said prepare. And then 11 days later, I get the invitation. So somebody is listening to the voice of God. And then his word out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. That was confirmation that what God had spoke said prepare, and then for him to be listening to the voice of God, 
and gave this invitation. I'm grateful, amen, to Pastor Walker. He is certainly a man of God that is listening to the voice of God, amen? Would you join me in giving a great big hand clap for our pastor? Hallelujah. And so I do not take this opportunity Amen. Uh, him for this space to be able to share with you on tonight. So tonight I want to continue with the theme, the year of embracing a greater purpose. The year of embracing a greater purpose. And I want to look at this theme from tempting on tonight. Two perspectives. One is accepting and the other is welcoming. Accepting and also welcoming. God wants to do something. God wanting to do something is one thing. But accepting and welcoming what God wants to do is another. Do something in our lives is one thing. But if we don't accept what God wants to do, that's another thing. I've heard some conversations about, you may have heard conversations about miracles, you know. Uh, some say that miracles are a thing of the past. There are no more miracles. God does not work any more miracles today. There was a quote that stuck with me that says, miracles happens in a place of expectations. And what that says to me is, if you're not expecting a miracle, then certainly a miracle is not going to happen for you. <laughs> whatever you anticipate, whatever you accept, whatever you welcome, that's what's going to happen. And so perhaps one of the reasons that you don't see or experience them is because they aren't accepted or welcome in your circles. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 28, Jesus did not do many mighty works. Because of what? Because of their unbelief. So in other words, they wasn't expecting. All of them wasn't expecting miracles or miraculous things to happen. And of course, if you expect something to happen, then it's likely to happen. And so tonight, we're going to talk from the theme, from this perspective, accepting and welcoming accepting and welcoming. Cross Culture Church has accomplished a lot. Would you agree? God has done some many mighty things, miraculous things, before your very eyes. You've seen lives changed. You've seen a lot of good things happen right here in your very midst. But I've got some good news for you tonight. There's much more work to be done. And God desires to do them through us. God desires to do them through us. Pastor Walker spoke this past Sunday about purpose and endless possibilities. In 14 verse 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall you do also, and greater work shall you do. There's that word greater. The year of embracing greater, greater. Jesus himself says, the works I did are nothing compared to what you're going to do, the body of Christ, because I go unto my Father. When Jesus was here walking the earth, he could only do so much. But look at the body of Christ today. He appointed 12 disciples. So now look at the body of Christ 
today. Thousands of organizations, millions of Christians professing Christ, and we can do mighty works, more works than Jesus did because of the number of people that's in the body of Christ. God has a greater purpose for us. God has a greater purpose, and we must accept it and welcome what God wants to do in our lives. Pastor Walker spoke about moving from beyond best to better and vice versa, from better to best. And there are times that we, we, we must push ourselves, even in our secular or personal lives. We've accomplished a lot. We can boast about things that we've done in our jobs and, and even in our personal lives. There are accomplishments that we, can, that we can look back on and say, thank God, I'm proud of those accomplishments. But guess what? There comes a time where we must push ourselves even to do more than what we've done. We must realize that there's always room for what improvements. That's embracing a greater purpose. Tonight, we're going to look at two case studies. Two case studies. We're going to look at the life of Moses, and then we're going to look at the life of Esther. Case study number one, Moses... In the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible says this about Moses. Exodus 3, verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro. Thank you. He led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God. Meaning Moses was successful in moving those animals from point A to point B. Moses used his skills to become a great shepherd. Look at that. Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, and he led them. He was successful in leading them from one point to another. I want you to focus on the progression and the preparation that God put Moses through to become the great leader that he became. But not only was Moses a successful shepherd, but God had something greater in store for Moses. And that was he was the lead his people, Israel, out of Egypt. Verse number 7, Exodus 3, verse number 7, the Bible says this, And the Lord said unto Moses, this is the call of Moses, 
And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. Now take a look at the progression and the preparation. He's preparing Moses. I see the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. That's a good thing. God sees it. <laughs> if God knows about it, that's a good thing. That's a great thing. He's saying to Moses, I see the affliction of my people. Verse number eight, here's the better part. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Wow. Verse number seven, he says, I see. I see. I see it. Verse number eight, he's tell, ten, telling Moses, I'm going to come down and I'm going to do something about it. Man, that's great news. <laughs> Knowing that God is going to do something about it. Now, let's look at verse number nine. Verse number nine. The Bible says, now therefore behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come up unto me. And, I, and again, I have seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Verse number seven, I see it. Verse number eight, I'm going to do something about it. Verse number nine, he's affirming that I see what's going on. But take note of verse number 10. Then he says, God says to Moses, come now therefore, and I'm going to send you. <laughs> wow. Progression. God is preparing. Preparation. God is preparing Moses for something greater than being a shepherd. Embracing a greater purpose. Come now, therefore, and I'm going to send you to do it. You know who's going to do the work? We are. God is calling us, the body of Christ, the church, to do the work that needs to be done. The Apostle Paul says, we have in these earthen vessels... We have this treasure in earthen vessels, meaning God is going to use us, you and me, to do the work that needs to be done. God is going to do the work, but he needs a human vessel to do it through. And he's preparing Moses for that greater purpose. Here's some of the responses of Moses. Watch the progression here and the preparation Moses, in verse number 11, says, who am I? <laughs> who am I? Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? The response of God is, you go and I am going to be with you. I'm going to send you, but you're not going to be alone. I'm going, to, I'm going to be with you. Watch the progression here. And then Moses says, who will I tell them who sent me? God said, just tell them I am. <laughs> just tell them I am. I am that I am have sent you. That's all they need to do. That's all they need to know. Then Moses says, but they will not believe me. They won't believe me. Then God said to Moses in response to that, use what I have given you. The progression, the preparation here. God is preparing Moses for something greater than being a shepherd. Then Moses said, I'm not eloquent. I can't speak that well. Why are you calling me? You could have called some of uh, some other people. 
that could speak more eloquently like Aaron. God's response to Moses, who made your mouth? (laughs) Who made your mouth? You go, and I'm going to go with you. You use the tools that I will give you. You speak the things that I'm going to say to you and just tell them I am sent you. The preparation and the progression. God is preparing Moses for something greater. And this is the year to embrace a greater purpose. I'm going to do the work. I just need a human vessel. It's a natural reaction to feel that I'm not worthy. Moses wasn't the only one that didn't feel worthy. Jeremiah, you remember when God called him? I'm too young. Isaiah had reservations when God called him. You remember? He says, I'm a man of unclean lips. Not only that, but my family, their mouth is worse than mine's. (laughs) They cuss more than I do. That's where I get it from. It's hereditary. Why are you calling me? And then Gideon, remember, had reservations about the call of God upon his life. I'm the younger of several brothers. Certainly you can call upon one of them. But here's what happens. Here's what happens when you embrace, when you accept and welcome the greater purpose. The book of Exodus, chapter 4, verse 18. Book of Exodus, chapter 4, and verse 18. The Bible says Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father. And said unto him, let me go. (laughs) In other words, he was about to embrace a greater purpose. God had taught him a lesson that I'm going to send you. I'm going to give you the tools to use. I'm going to speak through you. All I want you to do is go. And now Moses is telling his father-in-law, let me go go for God has something in store for me and the Bible says I pray thee and return unto my brothers which are in Egypt and what did Jethro say go you're free to go out of the mouth of two or three witnesses God's word will be established So Jethro was confirming, yes, you can go. Moses is about to move now from great to greatness. He's about to embrace God's greater purpose. After experiencing some things, now he is accepting the call of God upon his life. He is now welcoming the call of God upon his life. Moses became a courageous leader who led the children of Israel 40 long years. Deuteronomy chapter 3 verse 1 says, Historians say that Moses led as many as 30 thousand to six hundred thousand people out of Egypt. Wow, it took a great leader to do that. He was successful as a shepherd and God was teaching him that I'm going to make a greater leader out of you. 
Others say that number may have been in the millions of people that he led out of Egypt to the promised land. Joseph Jordan, the founder of a Christian publication, had this to say about Moses, that Moses is mentioned over 800 times in the Bible. Wow, that's a lot. The progression and the preparation that God put into Moses. He's mentioned in, 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 in the New Testament books eight, eight times, in eight books in the Old Testament and 11 books in the New Testament. Wow. From a shepherd to a great leader. And although we're not looking for fame or fortune, one commentator had this to say about Moses, that other than Jesus Christ, Moses might have been one of the most well-known figures in the Bible. Do you see the progression here? From a shepherd, from a shepherd to becoming a great leader, one of the greatest leaders of all times. All because he embraced, he accepted, and he welcomed a greater purpose. Now, there were reservations at first, just like all of us. When God calls us to do something, there's a tendency to say, me? Yes, you. Me? You want me to do that? Yes, you. You want me to go there? Yes, you. You want me to say that? You think they'll receive me? Yes, I want to use you. Embrace. Embrace. Accept. Welcome the greater purpose that God has for you. I'm here to confirm tonight that Cross Culture Church, you've done a lot of great things, but God is not through with you yet. Hallelujah. There's more work to be done. Hallelujah. There's more work to be done. And God desires to use people just like you. If he can take a shepherd boy and make one of the greatest leaders of all times, God can do the same for you. Case study number two. Let's talk about Esther. Let's talk about Esther for a couple of minutes. Let's talk about Esther. The story of Esther is one who rose from being an orphan to being elevated to a queen. Like Moses, I want you to watch the progression. <laughs> the progression, because that's important. God will take you through stages. God will prepare you for greater. He just doesn't throw you out there, but God prepares you for greater. That's why we come to Bible studies. That's why we come to Sunday school. That's why we come to church. That's why we pray because God is preparing us for something greater. Watch the progression here with Esther. A rose from a being an orphan to being elevated as a queen. Now, being the queen was great. <laughs> but being greater is divine. <laughs> there was nothing wrong with being queen now. But God said, I've got something greater for you. 
<laughs> wow. She would become queen over 127 provinces. Esther 1 and 1. 20, 127 provinces that range from India unto Ethiopia. Being queen was great. But God said, that's, that's not the end. I've got something greater. Embracing a greater purpose. The bed that she would sleep in now, it's not a water bed. The Bible says she would sleep still that, that the king owned beds that was made of silver and gold. And all of that would become who? It would become Esther's. Being queen is not bad now. But I've got something greater. Watch the progression here. She can now put down those solo cups. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. And the, and, and the Bible says that the king, Ahasuerus, had cups that they could drink out of that was made of vessels of gold. Hmm. Being queen is not bad at all. But God is preparing Esther for something greater. Not only that, but she would inherit millions like the late Queen Elizabeth. They said when Queen Elizabeth died, after ruling for 70 years, she had over 32 sovereign states under her regime. And her net worth was valued at over $600 million. That's just what they know of. <laughs> Being queen is not bad, Esther. But God is preparing her for something greater. Watch the progression here. God had a greater mission for Esther. And that was to save a nation of Jews from annihilation. So the Bible says, King Ahasuerus threw this lavish party, right? He threw this big party. And after having a little too much to drink, he wanted to put his wife, Vashti, on display. But Vashti wasn't having that. I'm not having that. I'm, I'm, I'm not that kind of woman. I'm not that kind of woman. I'm not having that. And so when, Vast, when, when Vastai refused in Esther chapter 1 verse 12, the Bible says that he dethroned her as queen. And in an attempt to find a new queen, the Bible says in Esther chapter 2, verse 7, that Mordecai, who had raised Esther after both her parents died, heard about the search for a new queen and introduced Esther. And as a result... In Esther chapter 2, verse 17, watch the progression here. Esther found favor in the eyes of the king, and he appointed her, what? The new queen. <laughs> Being queen wasn't bad at all, but God had something greater in store for Esther. So there was a couple of people when, when, when it was discovered that Esther was going to become queen, there was some jealousy in the camp. You remember? There was some jealousy in the camp. 
And they devised this plot to kill the king. In Exodus 2, verse 21. But Mordecai, because he had a nice position within the king's government, overheard the plot, and he told Esther about the plot. And then in return, Esther informed her husband of the plot. And you know the story, the plot was thwarted. The progression, the preparation. God is preparing Esther Teaching her like he was teaching Moses. You go, and I'm going to go with you. You speak, and I'm going to speak for you. And whatever I say, you just do what I say. So here it is that God is now teaching Esther, not only are you queen, but I'm going to give you favor to where you can call some shots. (laughs) Watch the progression. Being faithful over a few things, I'm going to make you ruler over much. Watch out, choir. Well, I've done this, and I've done that, and I've accomplished this, and I've accomplished that. Well, guess what? God's got greater waiting in store for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, well, I've already got a 50-mass choir. What else is there to do? A 100-mass choir is waiting. Hallelujah. The men's department may boast about our first meeting this uh, last year. We had around 50 men. What else is there to do? A 100 men is greater. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's many more where that comes from. Our youth department can boast about all the great things that we've done in the past. What else is there to do? There's greater. The progression. God is just preparing you for something greater. And when Mordecai informed Esther of the plot, Esther informed her husband, and then you know the story. The two people that were plotting were the one that received the punishment. When you move from great to greater, God will finish what he has started. God will complete what he has begun in you, there will be opposition, but God will complete what He has started. And then the king promoted another individual by the name of Haman. We've read the story. His position went to his head. He wanted everybody to bow down. He was somebody. And he wanted everybody to bow down under him, including Mordecai. Now, Mordecai had just a a, a nice position to, why would you want him bowing down? (laughs) Well, because Mordecai was a Jew. And there was some hatred amongst the Jews. When Mordecai refused, Haman devised a plot to kill Mordecai. And not only that, but he devised a plot to kill all the Jews. Esther chapter 3 verse 6. Watch the progression here. God is preparing Esther for something. So without the king's knowledge of what Haman really had in mind, the king signed a decree to have all the Jews killed. Esther 3, verse 9. The king did not know all what Haman was plotting. And he bamboozled the king into signing this decree without the king's knowledge that his intent was 
to kill all of the Jews. Again, Mordecai, being in a position that he was in, overheard the plot, and word again was sent to Esther. But watch the progression. But at first, Esther, just like Moses, felt some type of way I don't think I have that kind of power or authority yet to go before the king. <laughs> I'm not qualified. <laughs> That's what Moses said. That's what Jeremiah said. That's what Isaiah said. That's what Gideon said. That's what some of us say. I'm not qualified. That's what Esther said. I'm not qualified to go. Before the king yet. I haven't been in my position that long. <laughs> Listen, when you embrace a greater purpose, God will use you at eight years old just like he did Jeremiah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Embracing a greater purpose. God has something greater. God had something greater for Esther. And she said, I don't feel like I'm qualified to go before my husband just yet. Esther chapter 4, verse 11. She hadn't embraced. She hasn't accepted. She hasn't welcomed her greater purpose yet. But watch the progression. God is teaching her. And preparing her just like he did Moses. So here's Mordecai's response to Esther. In the book of Esther, chapter 4, verse 13, verse 14, you'll find that uh, famous verse. This is what Mordecai said to Esther when she said, I don't think I'm qualified. I don't think I have the authority to go before the king yet. Mordecai said this, if you don't go before the king, not only will the Jews be killed, but don't forget who you are. <laughs> oh, Lord. God is preparing Esther. Queen, not bad now. She's going to inherit half, the Bible says, of the kingdom. 100 over 127 provinces. She's going to inherit half of that. And inherit millions. But God is preparing Esther for something greater than authority and millions. I'm preparing you for something greater. And that is to deliver my people. To deliver my people. Listen, it's bigger than us. There will be reservations about what God wants to do in us. We're going to have those reservations. But listen, it's bigger than you. You're the vessel that God will use to bring about his purpose. So Mordecai tells Esther, think not with thyself that you're going to escape because you're the queen, honey. They already know you're a Jew as well. <laughs> and you're going to be in the same boat as the rest of us. He says, for if thou altogether hold thy peace at this time, then shall deliverance arise to the Jews from another source. Listen, if not you, somebody else. <laughs> Why not let it be you? Why not let it be us? Why not let it be me? If not me, then who? If not now, when? Why not let it be us? He says, then shall deliverance arise to the Jews from another place, but thou 
and thy father's house shall be destroyed. Who knows whether thou art called into the kingdom for such a time as this. In other words, I think what he may have been saying to Esther is, I think God put you in this position for something greater. <laughs> Accept it, welcome it, and embrace it. I think God has put us here for something greater. Let's accept it, let's welcome it, and let's embrace it. And then it was in chapters, Esther chapter 5 through 7, that Esther realized the urgency of the matter and finally welcomed her greater purpose. She went before the king, made him aware of the plot, and the king reversed the decree. And Haman got the same thing that the other two folks that plotted. They got what they were planning for somebody else. So he's teaching. Watch the progression. He's teaching Esther. He's teaching Esther. You've got more authority than you think you have. <laughs> You've got more successes left in you than you think you have. I believe Pastor said this past Sunday that God desires to do more than what we settle for. <laughs> And that's what he was telling Esther. You've got more authority than you think you have. That's the same thing he was telling Moses. You can do more than you think you can. And then in Esther chapter 5, verse 2 and 3, the Bible says that the king, Ahasuerus, gave full authority as queen to Esther. Esther 5, 2, and 3 in the Bible says she inherited half. Queen is not bad. <laughs> Give me half. I'll settle for that. Give me a third. I'll settle for that. But God says I've got greater. I've got something greater. Then the king issued a decree in Esther chapter 8, verse 8, that all the Jews would be free and that this decree could not, could not, shall not, will not be reversed. Esther had more authority than she knew she had, all because she embraced. She had reservations at first, yes, but then she embraced the greater purpose. Then the Bible says in Esther chapter 8 verse 16 that all the Jews had light, gladness, joy, and honor. In other words, they was happy. They was happy. Knowing that they're free is happy. They were happy. And that's what God was preparing Esther for. Not just to be the queen, but I want you to be the deliverer of my people. And then in Esther chapter 9, they call the Jews deliverance Purim. It was a time of celebration. A time of celebration. Here's what embracing a greater purpose will do is that it will leave a memory for life. It will leave a memory for life. The exploits that you do, 
the things that God has called you to do will have an impact upon life, will have an impact upon people's life for years to come. I remember going by cross-culture church. I remember hearing that message. I remember that Bible lesson. I remember that Sunday school lesson. I remember that testimony. People will remember that for years to come. And as I close, they called the Jews' deliverance Purim. It was a time of great celebration. Even until this day, Purim is celebrated yearly in many Jewish circles, all because of Esther accepting and welcoming the greater purpose that God had on her life. I close by this. Yes, there's been a lot of accomplishments, but there's more work to be done, more work to be done. Thank God for every department. Thank God for every ministry. Thank God for every individual that's involved. But guess what? The work is not done yet. There's more work to be done. There's even a greater need and a greater purpose now, more so than ever before. And I encourage you to keep working while it is day and watch the progression. Watch the progression. Keep an eye on the progression. One step at a time. One day at a time. One message at a time. One testimony at a time. And watch God do exploits just like he did for Moses, and just like he did for Esther. There's more work, amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a great big hand clap.